Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Sunday evening. And I hope everybody's had a good day and a blessed day. I know it takes me a, just a second or two to actually get started, but uh, for those who don't know, I'm sharing this to my various uh, Facebook pages so we can uh, have a better opportunity to get the word out. And so you will understand that's why I was, don't want you to think I was playing on my phone. <laughs> I was actually trying to get uh, get this video out into more areas where people can watch. And for those on uh, the website, uh, you may notice, I've been making this morning, you see some splotches on my face. You won't see it as much on the Facebook, but on here you do. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, whenever I get sick sometimes, that uh, happens. And uh, so last night I got a little sick, and uh, so it whatever reason i don't know why it does that but uh puts these splotches on my face but either way i'm still drop dead gorgeous and that's all that matters <laughs> so but anyway i'm sure you agree with that not but anyway i do hope everybody had a good day today and uh been a been a very nice day out of course i as soon as i got done preaching and ate i, I conked out and uh got up and started doing a little more studying so i didn't get to get to get out there and enjoy it very much but i hopefully you did and uh, you know Somebody asked uh, the question, uh, is it okay to go outside even though we're quarantined? Yes. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, some vitamin D probably wouldn't hurt any of us. So, yeah, it's fine to get out and go out in your yard, work in your gardens, go for a walk, breathe in some fresh air, go for a hike. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, the, the, the main thing is is just staying away from people, keeping your hands washed. And uh, that's that's what they're trying to tell you, to stay the heck away. And uh, I know this has been a introvert's dream is <laughs> to be able to not have to go out and deal with society. So if um, you're know, one of those individuals who love being uh, uh, locked up in your home, uh, what do they call that? Is that agoraphobia? I can't anyway. It is just, uh, you know, this is uh, right up your alley. But uh bad thing is, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. Of course, there's a lot, like I said this morning, there's a lot of stuff going around. But uh, they're claiming it could last 10 to 12 weeks. I don't know if that's true. I, you get conflicting reports. Some say a matter of uh, two or three weeks. Some say 10 to 12. So I've even heard rumors of July and August, so uh, or that it could dissipate within a few months and then hit even worse in the fall. So again, you know, we it's just it's just going to be what it's going to be, and uh, we just want to deal with it the best we can, and uh, pray that our bill collectors will work with those who uh, are dealing uh, having a rough time financially, and uh, so you know we're just going to have to just try to. Buckle down. Do we got to do? Somebody had a picture on social media earlier. Had uh, this uh, showed this individual, and literally their buggy was packed. I mean, talking about just being a pig. Uh, was I mean, was packed full of meat. I mean, they had every kind of chicken, pork chop, hamburger. I mean, it was for that whole buggy from the top. I mean, over almost overflowing to the top, and even packed in the bottom. See, that's that's the reason why. Uh, that uh, because these kind of people who panic, it makes it harder for those, particularly the elderly uh, or those with lower income, that here, you know, they can't afford to do that. So when they try to do their weekly shopping, it hurts people. Man, if people just go back to their day to day business, we'd be, you know, as far as what we need uh, grocery wise, we'd be fine. But you got these people out there who are just, they're just greedy uh, just all it boils down to now but i try to look at the positive side maybe they work for a group home you know we jump to conclusion that they're a hoarder and they're greedy 
chances are great not they are, but uh, you know, you know, I worked for a group home uh, with uh, Donna Hope, and they would have a, a um, uh, they'd have about at least three to four individuals uh, placed in a home there, and so when you, you of course, if you had a shop for these individuals, you know, it, it may look on the surface that you're, you're you're hoarding, if you will, but then again, since that there was nothing other than meat in this buggy, I'm going to lean on the side of of greed at this point, but uh, I always I always try to look at the at the bright side of the silver lining if I can so but anyway let's go ahead and look into God's word this evening uh, we're going to look at Matthew I know we spend some time in there uh, particularly in verses uh, chapters 24 and 25 but we're going to look at Matthew 6 and we're going to read verses 16 through 18 of Matthew chapter 6 so I'll give everybody just a second to, to turn there so I'll give you just a minute Say a little prayer that the Facebook feed will not go down. It's so frustrating. Be right in the middle of talking, and all of a sudden it says uh, stopped uh, streaming, and I have to uh, cut it off. And that's not fair to those watching on the website. In fact, all right, try this if you can. A lot of people said it stopped uh, on Facebook. It, when it does that, uh, go to the fa go to the uh, our our church website, FLBC Find Love Bible Church, FLBCOnline.com. Go there, and you can watch uh, the stream live. In fact, it's clearer and better what I'm putting out here on uh, on Facebook. So do your best to uh, uh, to do that. To uh, um, you know, because this uh, I cannot talk today because uh, this is uh, the Facebook thing seems to be. Uh, not wanting to stream like it wants to, and it keeps shutting down, uh, go to our church uh, website, and that way you can watch it. To my knowledge, I haven't had any complaints. I've just been streaming just fine. So go on there, and that way, if this goes down, you can go straight on there. But anyway, uh, Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And that is 6, 16 through 18, but that is not the verses I was going to read, I don't think. Uh, huh. That is truly not what I was looking for. I even looked that up and even marked it, but I don't know the verse I Anyway, it'll work. Uh, as far as uh, any prayer requests, if you got those, feel free to put those in the comments. Uh, and uh, if I don't get to them uh, personally, uh, that is fine. Uh, of course, we can all come together and pray together. Uh, and uh, so pray for one another. I don't see any comments right now. And, and remember, as I'm speaking and preaching, I will not be responding uh, to your individual comments and, uh, and, and recognition of what you're saying because we need to make sure that we are, are uh, being focused on the subject at hand and, uh, and to eliminate distractions uh, because, like I said this morning, we had an individual who was complaining and whining like a newborn calf. <laughs> 
anyway, he's gonna he's gonna kill me. But uh, so uh, uh, just keep that in mind as to why I'm not doing that. Now, of course, keep the family uh, Billy Jack's family in prayer uh, as as they're dealing with this uh, with this loss. And uh, he was a good man. Uh, in fact, he he designed uh, this T-shirt. That's why I wanted to wear it this evening in honor of him. And um, so uh, it's 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 sad. But like I said, we will see him again. Praise God for that. We get to look have that not to minimize that pain but we have that to look forward to so praise the lord for that but uh, i know that of course we need to pray for murph uh, i know he's going through a lot right now so be sure to pray for him pray for kim Penix and uh, pray for healing upon her uh, pray for uh, linda feathers uh, i know uh, fran i know i think she had uh, her sister last time we'd met i know her she had some concerns i think her sister had, had some procedures done uh gosh tracy that comes to the church i know she's been struggling with some uh, health issues as well um I'm trying to think um gosh i guess just you know really just praying for our nation as a whole those who are dealing with this uh covid 19 and uh, those i've seen a lot of people on social media they're with their children or adults it's not it's not the pray, hope and praise like covid 19 but from what i understand it's uh, just basically like dealing still going around the flu and stomach viruses and uh, uh strep and those kind of things are still going around and uh, so a lot of people are still having to deal with that on top of this concern as well so we need to pray for those individuals uh, I know that um, uh, uh, Ginger and Troy they had some prayer concerns this morning so I know there's several out there even though they may not be mentioned on here publicly and, and of course uh, there's one that was on here a friend of uh, Brandy's uh, Kelly uh, Asher she works in the medical field I know Jennifer Honeycutt some of these others go to the church work in the medical field so we need to make sure these individuals who are on the front lines that are in the emergency rooms who are at the doctor's office who are you know these nurses and doctors we need to make first responders police officers all these individuals who are right there in the midst of all this is going on let's make sure we're keeping them uh, in our prayers as well so with that said let us bow our heads and, and pray. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Lord, thank you for blessing us with another wonderful and beautiful day. And Lord, I pray that you will lead us, guide us, and direct us this evening. Lord, we'll lift up each and every one of these uh, prayer requests and concerns. I pray that, uh, Lord, that you'll be with those who are dealing with various sicknesses, whether uh, it's uh, flu-related or uh, surgical procedures, uh, Lord, that you will be done in those situations. Lord, I pray that you be with Billy Jack's family, that you'll give them comfort and peace during this very tragic and difficult time, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you be with Kim Penix and bring healing upon her. Same with Tracy and Murph and Linda Feathers and uh, Lord uh, Fran's family and Darlene Barker's family and, and uh, co-workers. And I uh, pray that you be with uh, Ginger uh, Hood's uh, prayer concern. She uh, messaged me uh, this morning. And uh, Lord, just pray that uh, you'll be with uh, my parents and uh, Lord, you'll keep them safe during this time. My grandmother, Mamie, mother, grandmother, that you will keep them safe as well. And Lord, I just pray that you will uh, be with each and every one of us. Help us as we uh, try to get through this very difficult time and give us peace, joy, and laughter and strength to, to endure and to persevere. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Yeah, I definitely want to pray for um, our, um, our our older people. That's why I mentioned both of my grandmothers. I worry about them because they're at that age where they're very susceptible to this kind of thing. And, and Brandy's grandmother, she's 95 years old. She's in the nursing home, and uh, so keep her in your prayers. And that's why I offered up my mom and dad. They're in the that uh, 60s range there. Of course, dad's got a lot of uh, uh, breathing issues, and uh, so I worry about uh, him and mom both. So let's you know we need to really keep that in prayer. And like I, I put on the social media all those with weakened immune systems you know like mine is compromised and screwed up beyond belief and uh, and i have uh, breathing problems as well and so uh you know we just want to just cover these things in prayer that's all we can do so all right so we're going to continue our study in hebrews and so if you want to look in your bibles that hebrews chapter 2, all right? And while you're looking at that, we're going to look at verses 1 through 4 this evening. And um, and keep in mind, and those who are watching on Facebook, if this goes down, of course, I'm, I'll try to, my best to bring it back up, but if it goes down, go to the website. In fact, you may just want to get in the habit of going to the, to the church website just to begin with to eliminate, uh, I know it's convenient on social media, but it's, it's you know, uh, if, you, if you just go there to begin with, that way I don't have to worry about it if it goes down or not. You're, you're right there on our church website. So again, flbconline.com, get on there and check her out and uh, it'll do you good and help you too. So um, Hebrews chapter two. Now what I'm going to do for the sake of our study, I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. Now, if you notice, I did uh, read our opening scripture in the King James, and that's generally what uh, what we use. Uh, it's not the word King James only, nothing like that, but that's just what most people are used to. So that's why we generally uh, read and, and use the King James Version. And uh, But for the sake of our study, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start using the English Standard Version because I don't want this to be, whether it's this study or any other study, to come across like all I'm trying to do is retranslate the King James Version. That's not the, that's not the point of what we're trying to do here. What we're trying to do is completely understand what these passages are trying to say. And if I can communicate these verses in a way that's easier to be understood, I think that's what we need to look at right now. And um, so, and like I said, you know, when I preach on Sunday mornings, King James, but as far as this goes, I really think, you know, uh, this, is, this is the way we should go. So again, this is English Standard Version. Uh, therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For instance, the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord. It was attested to use. I'm sorry, attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. So let's have another word of prayer just real quick. Then, Father, Lord, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. Lord, I pray that you will lead us, guide us, and direct us in your word uh, this evening. And, uh, Lord, let us be used to help us in our spiritual growth. And, Lord, let it be used to serve you well. And, Lord, uh, just let it glorify you in all things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, before I get started in this, I, I 
I forgot to go over some announcements here. I've been running, flapping my gums so much. Uh, of course, uh, Wednesday night uh, will be uh, online again at 7 o'clock. We'll do our online service just as we're doing here this evening, continue on in Hebrews. Uh, Sunday morning, uh, again, will be online. However, uh, Dr. Vic Young, my father, will be uh, will be bringing the morning message at 10.45 a.m. online only. Okay, so keep that in mind. And um, he, uh, he's, he may even bring a song or two, don't know. We, uh, he's still thinking about that, but either way, he's going to be bringing the online message uh, this uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, and, and unless something dramatically changes, the Easter program, unfortunately, has has we have been forced to cancel it. But with that said, uh, we will be streaming online the uh, Easter sunrise. Uh, message and that again is online only so uh, please stay home don't come to the church that's online only uh dr young dr vic young or could be he hadn't really said one of us will be doing the uh, uh easter sunrise uh message that morning at the church online only and then at 10 45 dr vic young will be uh bringing the uh, easter message uh online so just keep that in mind and i'm just trying to make sure we get the word out uh so that people will know that to, to stay home and uh, and that way we can you know pray, again praise God that we have this ability to to still be able to use this technology to to spread the gospel so all right so now we're looking here it says therefore in verse 1 of chapter 2 of Hebrews in case you're just now tuning in uh, therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard lest we drift away from it. Now, uh, there's a couple of Greek words here to uh, to look at and understand. Uh, there is, um, uh, I'm trying hard to enunciate it in its correct way, is uh, prosikine and uh, parara rain. And uh, that is uh, to, um, the prosikine uh, is uh, to, um, uh, I gotta put it uh, uh, to be to bring a, a message. I think it was, and then Pereiron is uh, to skip past. Okay, so when we see this here, that uh, what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. Now, uh, in breaking down this verse, okay. Uh, now, originally, all right. Now, your Bibles uh, may, uh, of course, may be worded a little different if you're using King James, uh, but it is. Um, talking about originally uh, the um, Ten Commandments that was given uh, by uh, by Moses, and uh, of course we adhere to that, and then of course this is also talking at the same time the the uh, direct message that's given by Jesus Christ, and we are to adhere to that. But one thing that we need to look at here, and I think we need to take particular note, particularly uh, with this uh, this drift away from it, uh, this pererine, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, but um, is that uh, you kind of look at it as a a ring uh, being slipped off your finger. You know, if you read a ring, that's too big and it slip off your finger. Uh, some have um, uh, a uh, look at it as a ship that uh, was not um, uh, in the harbor, that was not docked properly and it slipped by, past the dock, uh, that type of thing. But most importantly, what we're getting at and striving at here is the fact that there are so many people out there uh, that um, who are Christians, uh, who have made that profession of faith, and they have um, slipped away from the gospel. 
and uh, maybe they've they may they've gotten bored uh, with uh, uh, traditional church. Maybe, you know, that's one thing I was talking about this morning. We're going to get into tonight. Maybe they've gotten bored of traditional church. Maybe that when praise uh, songs are being sung, they no longer uh, get into that type of worship. And when it starts, it's, <sighs> here we go. You know, it, there's no there's no enthusiasm. Uh, there's no excitement anymore. Maybe there's a sin so great that uh, it has caused them to drift away from the things of the gospel. And it's easy to do. Because remember, the devil has thousands of years of experience. He doesn't play fair. He um, uh, he knows how to worm his way in and cause trouble. Now, here's one reason why I think this, you know, I think it's interesting that the Lord has laid it on my heart uh, to go into this study of Hebrews. And particularly, talking about this first, very first verse here in drifting away. I think that's something we have to be very, very careful of. And now that we're particularly stuck at home, uh, for those who are, who are, um, uh, have, who are forced to be in quarantine, what I mean by that are some people who still have to go to work, who don't have the option to stay home, particularly with their health work stuff. But there's a lot of people, because they're being uh, stuck at home, they have too much time on their hands. Okay. And so as a result, you have a couple of options. You can use that time wisely, studying God's Word, spending that time of prayer, working on that right relationship with Jesus Christ, or uh, you can spend too much time on social media, too much time on the internet, and allowing yourself to start looking and viewing and, and reading things that you know are not glorifying to God. And next thing you know, you're finding yourself on a slippery slope of slipping away from the things of the gospel and the things of Jesus Christ and doing the things that are right. Remember, the devil has thousands of years of experience and he doesn't play fair. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our desires. He knows what will get us off track. And, you know, and it's so easy once you start sinning, uh, you feel so much guilt you may feel conviction, you may feel remorse, and you can repent of that and strive to do better, pick yourself up and go forward and do better in your life and, and striving to, to please the Lord, or you can use that as an excuse to drift further and further away from God. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you can sit there and, and mess up and be like, oh man, I messed up. I, I really should be praying and reading my Bible right now. But then you think, well, I've done messed up now, might as well go ahead and Mess up some more. You know, it's kind of easy to have that kind of thought and attitude. And so you find yourself doing more and more stuff. So, see, that's what I'm talking about. A lot of people have got too much time on their hands and too much time to think. And it's easy, easy to screw up. You know, there's a, there's a church sign I saw many, many years ago. I just really right down the road here. said, how a man is when he's alone is how he truly is. We could put on a big front in front of people. We could put on a big spiritual uh, uh uh, false personality, if you will. I get out here in a second. But uh, when you, how you are, when you're alone, is how you truly are, and that's what we have to really look at. How am I being when I am alone? So let's make sure that we are not drifting away from the things of the gospel, and it's easy to do. And technology is the easiest. Be careful who you talk to online. Be careful because, it, again. 
when it comes to the affairs of the heart, the devil don't play fair. And your your spouse could be sitting right beside of you. And all of a sudden, you know, somebody pops up and starts being funny and cute. And you start joking around back. And next thing you know, it goes from innocence to flirting to, you know, it starts going from there. Next thing, guess what? You're drifting away again and you're messing up. That's why we have to be on our guards at all times. All right. And so we have to be very careful about that. Now, when we look at, uh, particularly if you're feeling distracted, if you're feeling pulled down, if you are um, being undone, all right, if you, if you feel like you're being, you, if you feel distant from God, there are some things that we need to be, uh, that we may, we can do to um, uh, put ourselves back on the right track. Remember, you're never too far gone that God cannot forgive you. You know, the devil wants to feed those lies into your heart that, well, you know, I've messed up too much. God will not accept me. Hey, there's no sin too big that God won't forgive, and there's no sin too small that, uh, how's that go against? There's no sin too big that God won't forgive. Let's see, there's no, I don't know. I keep my eyes going with that now. I had a really cool saying, and my mind just went blank on me, which happens a lot now that I'm getting older. But, um, uh, no sin too small that is wrong. Maybe that's what it is, because all sin is wrong. Okay. Anyway, let's go on. So, um, so first thing you need to do is um, when your 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 faith starts to erode, or maybe your walk with Christ starts to erode, uh, and uh, sometimes it's, you know to be in maybe a, a state of spiritual darkness is not as uncommon. As some people may think, so don't don't feel like it's your, there's something wrong with you. Uh, these kind of things tend to happen sometimes, but uh, sometimes our fear of the future will erode our affections for Christ. So we need to be careful about that. That we don't allow that fear uh, to to mess up our our relationship and our walk with Christ. Because again, talking and referring back to this morning uh, in regards to end times, we can allow that fear to rule and control us, and that will have a direct effect on how we um, we see and perceive the things of the Lord. So we got to be careful about that. We need to be honest about our heart and where we're at. And um, one example of that, if you want to look at Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 and 2. So Psalm chapter 40. Give me a second to turn there. Psalm chapter 40. Verses 1 and 2. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew up from the pit of destruction out of my miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. So, uh, with that said, we uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, with having that um, you know, to cry out to the Lord. You know, to shed tears. You know, I've talked to men before who uh, they think it's uh, unmanly to, to cry. There's nothing wrong with that, uh, to shed tears. And particularly when it comes to, uh, to trying to get that relationship back with the Lord or dealing with death and things of that nature. Now, it's another thing to be a big crybaby and cry about everything. I've, I've met individuals like it that, uh, you know, they could drop a piece of food on the ground. Oh, God. You know, that's, uh, yeah, you're a weenie if you do that. So, Anyway, uh, complain out loud to God. You know, again, we're trying. I'm talking about uh, trying to re have that restoration uh, back with God, and uh, we can see that uh, again in uh, Psalm six, verse six, and talking about a, a flood of tears. But you know, when we cry out loud to God, um, you know, making our our uh, 
uh, our fears or our worries or what it is our concerns is we're talking to God. You know, I think sometimes it's easier to get into a uh, a rut uh, of saying the same things over and over again to God. And, and we need to make sure that we're expressing our heart. If you find your mind drifting and, and wondering, maybe you're not focusing on what's truly in your heart that needs to be given over to God. You know, I do find myself tend to be praying about the same things a lot, but I, I try to talk to God about the things that are truly uh, on the forefront of my mind, particularly because of my wife, my kids, my parents, uh, the church, uh, things of that nature, areas of my life I need to work on. So I feel like I, I'm a little redundant at times, but, uh, but I just want to make sure that there are areas of my life that, uh, that, that, that I have to make sure that you know, I'm growing and learning and, and that uh, I'm giving over to God. And so I just want to make sure I'm doing it. So that's why I kind of do that myself. But um, um, uh, complain out loud to others. And, and, you know, also we see this. You look at Job 21, 4 through 5 in regards to that. Talking to other people about that, you know. So uh, there's nothing wrong with um, to, uh, to talk to your friends, your family. If you have somebody that you can confide in, talk to them. Now, when I say complain, don't sit there and be a whiner and walk up to the individual and say, nothing's going good, you know, because if I have a friend of mine that does that, then I'm going to tell him to get the heck away from me. All right, so, but if you have a confidant, you know, someone who can keep you accountable, talk to them, say, man, my, my faith has been waning and I'm just not as excited about God as I once was. I feel like I've drifted away from these things and you know and maybe that you know make sure this friend is a good Christian individual that can help spur you on and get you back on that right track and give you some of the right advice if they can't then maybe that's where I come in my dad comes in you can talk to a pastor and and um, and, and see if they can help you uh, understand some of the things you're going through you know that's what we're here for it's what we're do I hear people all the time saying that um, maybe uh, you know I feel bad to bother you you're not bothering us that's what we're here for it's what we're supposed to do is to try to 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 as like dad talks about be your coach all right and to, to get you uh, uh, back on the right track now another thing is is get out of your own head. All right. Sometimes, just like I was talking about, we have too much time to think. All right. Sometimes you need to get out of your own head. Turn the phone off. Turn the internet off. Go and just maybe you see go just hiking up somewhere, lay down in the grass, stare at the clouds, stare at the sky, and just have some just closeness with God. All right. You know, sometimes that will make a big difference. Is to shut the stupid phone off. And you know, to me. I think sometimes, and I worry about that myself, is uh, is the addiction to that phone. You know, uh, because of my ministry on social media, I feel like I'm tied to that stupid thing. And I'm constantly, you know, and I don't care. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't care to answer your questions. I don't care to respond to what you're saying. But uh, but I find myself constantly, you know, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I want to make sure that I'm responding, that I'm, I'm trying to be there to help. And so I constantly find, so there's, there are times that I, I catch myself maybe on it a little too much. And when it's family time, it's family time, and I put the thing down. And I have that urge of, I want to check to see if <laughs> if I if I need to respond to somebody, and I had to force myself. No, put the thing down. It's time for just me and my family. And so, uh, you know, so if I don't respond as quickly as you would like, there's either either I'm in the middle of something important, 
I'm visiting with someone, I'm counseling somebody, on the phone with somebody, spending time with my family, or, you know, just like now with me uh, bringing the evening service, my, my, uh, my watch is tied to my iPhone, I can feel it going off where people are messaging me <laughs> right now, asking questions on text message, you know, so uh, if I can't get back to you as soon as I can, then you understand there is something going on, but there's, I think that uh, our technology has uh, overwhelmed us, and I think that can drive between us and God because we're too much tied uh, to to these things. And sometimes it'll do us good to cut them off, put them down, and just go, get out in nature and just just connect. That's why I'm, uh, when I go out for my daily walks, uh, I usually walk a couple miles and I'll try to, of course, I can't, my running days are over, so I kind of trot a little bit uh, and uh, uh, to try to semi walk and, and run kind of kind of an in-between but I purposely don't take um, I have of course I have my phone with me for an emergency but I purposely don't put on headphones and like it because the whole time and I'm not trying to act like I'm super spiritual but I'll stress my age because I'm not I am trust me now I feel like Paul the chief of sinners but um, but that is my time with me and the Lord and when I as soon as I start walking out the door that's the first thing I start saying Lord talk to me let me hear that still small voice. Let me let me hear you. What is what would you have me to do? How can I better minister? Whether it's here at home, online, at the church, how, you know, just talk to me. And I just I just shut it off and I just try to listen. All right, I just I just walk and try to listen. And when my mind starts drifting, I say, Lord, help me, help me to concentrate, help me to focus on you. Let me hear your voice. And that's that's one thing. And I'm telling you. That the time I get back home, I I feel different. I can't say that I feel, you know, like he said, I'm just all super energized. Or maybe times when I may do feel that way, but it's just uh, it's just different. I just I just feel like I just had had some time with just me and Jesus. You know, you've heard Dad talk about that. That he gets up and has his coffee and has his devotion. That's just him and the Lord. You know, of course I have my morning devotions too. But you know, I think the way we uh, the, the the importance is uh, that time you're spending with Christ. And that's why I look forward uh, to my time to get to, of course, I look like a lunatic because I have to wear, uh, because my hay fever is so bad, i got tubes in my ears, I have to wear this, uh, it's almost like a bandana-like mask that slides over my head. It covers my ears and my mouth and got that hat on. I look like I'm getting ready to rob a, a convenience store. <laughs> People drive by because I have, I have these masks. One looks like a samurai warrior's face. Got another one's like a big mustache. So I look like a lunatic. People drive by and are like, what in the world? So, hey, but it works. But, um, but that's just it. Sometimes you should get out of your own head and just spend some t quality time with the Lord. Now, with that said, sometimes you need to get back in your head. All right, to get back in your head and uh, and just and just talk and remembering the things of God, memorizing Scripture, spending that time in the Word, uh, talking about you know just um, and remembering the things of God, remembering that you know we remember uh, we're talking about people who who are drifting away from God, remembering what drew you to Christ Jesus, remember what got you excited about God, you know those kind of things. That's what we need to do is remember those kind of things. And this is uh, uh, we Deuteronomy is a good book talking about how Israel. Uh, uh, trying to remember, uh, practice uh, receiving the love of God and, and, and singing. You know, we look at Zephaniah 317 in regards to that. So we you get a chance to look at that. But now I want to look at uh, while we're here, and I realize we've only gotten, we're still in the first verse here of Hebrews, but mark that in your Bibles, Hebrews. Put your finger there, piece of paper, whatever you got close to you, because I want to look over here at uh, James, all right, James chapter 5, 
and we're going to look at verses 19 and uh, 20. So uh, in uh, James chapter 5, go to verse 19. All right, so I'll give you just a just a second to turn there in case you have your Bibles handy, and because uh, everybody always uh, complains that uh, Dad and I go too fast, and and uh, I know Dad does. My goodness, uh, he uh, he'll say turn to James five, and he's before I can get my Bible open, he's done read it and and done moved on halfway into his message, and I'm thinking, what happened? <laughs> So I love to give him a hard time about that, and everybody else does too. So, but uh, James chapter um, five, uh, starting in verse nineteen, I think it's a very important passage to read here. And again, this English Standard Version. Uh, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Okay, so remember, we're talking about people uh, who are drifting away, all right, from the things of God, of the gospel. And, uh, you know, so sometimes it may take a Christian brother or sister in Christ Jesus to try to, to pull them back to where they need to be. You know, remember, we're always trying to speak the truth in love. That's the main thing, that we're speaking the truth in love, and we're doing it in a loving way, all right? We don't walk up somebody, slap them with the family Bible, say, you need to get back to God, you sinner, you know, and yeah, yeah that's really going to draw people back to where they need to be. We need to be loving. We need to go up to people and say, listen, man, you know, I, or, or, you know, I, I'm worried about you. Uh, you're, you're really heavily involved in church. You, you were doing well, and I know you're really getting back into the world. Uh, you know, what's going on? What's, what's happening, you know, and, and try to talk to them and bring them back if they're not receptive like man get away from me well you know you, you made that effort but uh you know but we need to as, as as we're seeing here it says my brothers you know we looked at my brothers uh we're looking at that we are a church family all right remember that that's one thing that uh i look forward that's why i miss uh being physically in the church and seeing all of you out there uh, physically there because you we are a church family and we need to treat each other as such and if you see if you have a physical brother or sister and uh, you see them uh, you know something that they're doing is wrong you know hopefully you would approach that in a loving way and say hey you know we need to talk about this what's going on and, and approach them with this so we see that that uh, that uh, he's talking about James is talking about family here my brothers if anyone among you wanders from the truth all right anyone among you who wander who wanders all right so talking about uh, that um, uh, that we need to um, uh, intercede and, and help these individuals and it, it doesn't necessarily mean just because they're wandering away that these are unbelievers okay so don't all may think well if somebody's uh, drifting away from God then they didn't really believe to begin with that's not true you know uh, that's like you know I love what dad has said you've heard him say this many times before uh, you know when somebody says they've backslid well they've had to be somewhere before they backslid so it doesn't mean that they wasn't saved to begin with again the devil does not work fairly and he knows how to get in there and help you drift away, wander away from these types of situations. So 
that uh, wanders from the truth, all right, the truth, that, uh, you know, sometimes they may wonder whether it's uh, in doctrine or belief, all right, maybe they've, they've had some doctrinal issues, belief issues that we can talk to them about, that, uh, or maybe their, their behavior, all right, uh, that they are uh, dishonest, or they're proud, or they've uh, gotten into pornography, or they're committing extramarital affairs, or, or something like that, their, their behavior has, has, has drawn them away from the truth. In fact, you can look at Galatians uh, 2.14. Uh, let's see here. Galatians 2. Well, I had it right there. Galatians 2.14 uh, is, um, let's see here. As, uh, it says, but when I saw that their conduct was not a step with the truth of the gospel. All right, so highlighting that, of course, that's not the whole verse. I'm just, I'm just hitting that first half of that. But uh, conduct is not in step with the truth of the gospel, not in step with those things. And, and we're drifting into those things of the world. And if you are, uh, you know, having, you know, if, you, if your behavior is not demonstrating a godly attitude and it's caused you to drift further away from the things of the gospel, that needs to be, you know, you need to be uh, brought into check uh, with that very thing that you're, that you're dealing with. Uh, and so, and someone brings him back, all right? In other words, we need to uh, encourage them to go out and bring those back who wanders, all right? We need to encourage these individuals, talk to them, and say, listen, man, yeah, you might have messed up. We all mess up. But the thing of it is, we need to, to draw you, you know, we need to get you back on the right course. You know, they, they, that's where I've, I've talked to people like this before. And I say, hey, we need to get you back uh, over here to the church. Oh, man, I've messed up too much. I, I can't, I, I'm embarrassed to come in there. And I think what it is, when I hear that, what I think it is, because they feel so much guilt uh, for what they have done, they think when they walk through that door, when everybody looks at them, they can see what they've done. And the fact of the matter is, nobody knows what you've done. You know, and of course, people will say, hey, I've missed you. I haven't seen you in a while. And, you know, you don't have to sit there and, and, you know, unless you just feel like it, you don't have to pour your heart out. You say, well, I've been busy or whatever and just feel like I needed to get back into church. Hey. Nobody's going to think none the wiser. So, but I think that's what it is. I think a lot of people think when they come back, if they've screwed up big time, that when they walk through those doors, that those eyes on them are seeing straight to the to the heart of the matter. And trust me, I understand that. I understand it probably more than anybody. Because when I first started preaching, that's the way I felt. I felt like every eye out there could pierce right through and see every wrong and bad thing I have ever done. And that's why, for one reason, that when I first started preaching, that I was, it was, it was hard for me to, to get my voice loud. It was hard for me to show emotion. And I was reading almost every word because not only was I scared to death, but I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to be up there because I just, I knew every bad thing I've done. And I feel like everybody else did too. And I felt like everybody was like, what is he doing up here? Well, they may do that anyway. But anyway, uh, that's just my mother-in-law. But uh, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but don't let that keep you from coming to church because people can't see you. But yes, God knows your heart, but everybody else, they, they don't see what's going on. Okay. So now, so moving on. And um, uh, let's see here. So someone brings him back, all right? Let him know that whoever brings brings back a sinner from wandering will save his soul, okay? So when we look at that there, we're talking about uh, talking about a sinner. You know, we, of course, I've made reference in uh, 1 Timothy one uh, fifteen about Paul being the chief of sinners. I said that earlier because I, I said I could definitely relate uh, to that. But understand that we are saved by grace. All right, we're and um, and we're bringing that that that, that individual is bringing them back 
bringing them back from a way, you know, to, back to the gospel. All right. So let him, whoever brings him back, let him. All right. So him could be uh, the the someone uh, who is uh, bringing them back, or it could be him that has been wandering. But whoever brings him back, a sinner, all right, from wandering, will save his soul from death. Uh, and will cover multitude of sins, all right? Bring him back to that truth of the gospel. Uh, the sins have been forgiven. Uh, that's what we need to look at there, is that when he brings, uh, how he responds, how does that individual respond to that? And that, um, and so and when we understand that once this individual comes back to the things of Christ, uh, his soul will be saved because his sins will be forgiven. He will strive to work harder to 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 live in the things of Jesus Christ. And, and so that's what we're, we're seeing here uh, in this passage. But, you know, of course, we could also get into eternal security and, um, you know, and what that means exactly. And maybe we'll save that for another time and, uh, and, and another uh, message we can look at there. Was this person really saved or not? And, you know, and to briefly, again, uh, you can have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You can be truly saved. You can, though know, there are times that we can wonder. There are times that we can uh, uh uh, can, as, as we're reading in Hebrews there, uh, drift away from these kind of things. But for those who are truly saved, you, you, the Lord may allow us to, to drift to a certain extent, but I think eventually he's going to draw us back to where we need to be, or he may even take us out of this world before we mess up our testimony. I truly believe that. But, um, uh, but on the flip side of that, uh, you know, if you show, uh, you know, how, somebody here how, how a brother responds or a sister in Christ responds to this uh, when, we're, when somebody is trying to, uh, a brother or sister in Christ trying to bring them back to the things of Jesus, and they respond to it negatively, and they refuse to come back to, uh, to the things of Jesus Christ and continue to wander out in the world, I believe then that begs the question, were they really saved or not? Uh, because if they're showing no conviction, they're showing no remorse, and they're continuing to do, just go right back out in the world and do whatever they were doing before, to me that begs to, to wonder uh, were they truly and really saved? And so that's what they have to look about. So I know that that was a lot to go over for verse 1 <laughs> in regards to drifting away from these things, but I felt like it was imperative uh, to expound on that uh, because there are a lot of people, I think, out there who either feel that they've gone too far uh, away to uh, to be able to uh, come back to church or uh, and, or maybe they're in the midst of, of drifting away as we're, we're speaking this evening. And I just want to bring some comfort to that and that it's never too late. You can come back uh, to the things of God. And, and when we're looking at this verse here in particular, that, that it's talking about how the carnal ear uh, has not heard and, and that when you hear the gospel, the things of Jesus Christ, Christ, it is an internal and external hearing uh, that touches the heart and mind uh, when we come and understand these things, and that um, uh, that it is to that is um, uh, well. Let's go ahead and move on. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, okay, so we're, this is in verse 2 here, finally made it to verse 2, 45 minutes later, so, but uh, we're talking about the righteousness and judgment of God and salvation, and this is opposite of the law, you know, there's those who at this time thought that uh, knowing every aspect of the law was going to grant them entrance into heaven, but it's only through Christ alone, not by works, but understanding the free gift of salvation to know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, or are you going to get in 
to heaven, all right? And uh, let's see here. Um, I'm trying to run and see. Let's so go and look at verse 3. Um, I was, uh, how shall uh, we escape if we neglect such salvation? If we declare at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, okay? And, um, and so the, the um, uh, trying to think here. Um, let's see. Neglect great salvation. How shall we escape if we neglect great salvation? If it was declared at first by the Lord, it was attested to us by those who heard. Uh, talking about, um, I'm trying to think here. My mind's went blank on me just a second. Give me just a minute here. Um, talking about uh, the hearers. Uh, who uh, gave heed, gave attention to these things that are being spoken. All right, there we go. We'll get out of here in a second. All right. And uh, verse 4, While God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles, by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. All right. So we see when we're talking about uh, the wonders of various miracles, talking about the healing of the sick, the lame to walk, the uh, raising from the dead, uh, casting out devils, uh, showing and demonstrating those miracles uh, that uh, that God and uh, the disciples and the apostles that, uh, that they have committed. Again, going back to um, those who were listening at this point in time, that they were uh, again, uh, they were uh, trying to make them understand that, that Christ was above the angels, that Christ was above Moses, and that uh, even though, as I started out talking about the Ten Commandments, even though even to this day we adhere to those kind of things, what Christ was saying was far above and superior and, and, and not only equal to, but above what even the Old Testament was saying. And I think that's the point that it's trying to get across here. So uh, let's make sure that, um, you know, that we are not... Um, uh, wandering away in these times of, uh, of um, if you want to call it trouble or turmoil that our nation is seeing, where uh, is uh, that we're not wandering. All right. Uh, now I know a lot of people are making jokes about. Uh, you said that uh, uh, several things are going to happen as a result uh, of this quarantine. That uh, we're either going, people will come out drunk or pregnant or fat. You know, and I know that's funny, but. There is some truth to some of that to a certain extent in the fact that, you know, this don't use it as an excuse to turn to alcohol to solve our problems. Uh, you know, everything in moderation, you know, I'm not saying that it's it's completely unbiblical uh, to, to drink, but, you know, not many people will stop at one or two drinks. And if you're stuck at home with a lot of time in your hands, it may be easy uh, to to drink more heavily than you normally would when you had more more, more busy. Uh, that we're spending this time in in, uh, in in trying to draw closer to Jesus Christ. Let's make sure we're doing these things and that we're not uh, drifting away. Just as uh, we were reading at the at this very first passage, we don't want to drift away. We want to make sure that we are secure in the things of Jesus Christ and where our faith and salvation is secure. Let's count. Let's keep each other accountable. All right. We have a lot of Christian brothers and sisters on social media. If they're you, they're starting to post things with vulgar language, uh, maybe questionable pictures, uh, you know, things that are on there that uh, you know is not demonstrating a godly attitude. Privately message them, text them, call them, and say. Um, you know, hey, uh, you know, I, I know you're a professing Christian and, and you're not demonstrating a, a good attitude here. You know, you might want to 
rethink this post. You know, do it in a kind and loving way. Whether it's that or anything else. Again, just like what he was reading in James, we want to to draw this wanderer back. All right, as as a church family, we want to to work on that and draw people back to the Lord. And so when you start seeing somebody drifting, let's make sure we're talking to these individuals in a proper way that is Christ honoring, so that we can keep each other the strong, keep each other on the right track, and keeping Christ first and foremost in our lives and all things. And so, uh, listen, you know, right now uh, could be detrimental spiritually if we're not careful. So let's be. Be uh, make sure we're putting on that full armor of God. Make sure we're putting on that that uh, the, the sword of the Spirit and that shield of, uh, of faith and that breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. Make sure we're putting that on and be ready for the battle and be ready so that you know. Hey, just like we was reading this morning, when the uh, groom comes, uh, the Church of Christ, the bride, will be be ready. And uh, and so we just we anticipate and long for that day. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Then, Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel message this evening. And Lord, I pray that you will help us in our spiritual walk. Help us, Lord, not to drift, not to wander. Lord, let us uh, stay true and stay strong. Let us stay on fire for you, Lord Jesus. Let us not go into spiritual darkness, become bored with the things of God or with the church. Let us be excited. Let our joy be full. And Lord, let us be a witness in all things, in all areas of our lives. And Lord, for anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, hope everybody has a great and wonderful and fantabulous day today, or rest of the evening, I should say. Hope you have a great week. Lord willing, 7 o'clock on Wednesday evening. Uh, we'll dive back into Hebrews and uh, look forward. I've been enjoying this, this teaching and hope you are too. And remember, just try to get in the habit of going to the church website, flbconline.com. That way, if Facebook goes down, you're 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 plugged in directly, and don't have to worry about losing that uh, the internet feed. So, hope everybody has a great evening, and I appreciate you watching. And God bless.